surprise in three, this two is one. The Real Brian Show. The Real Brian Show. A shadowy flight into the dangerous world of those who nerd out. The Real Brian. A young hero on a crusade to champion the cause of the nonconformists, the divergent, and the authentic. These extraordinary people operate above the average and unleash their superheroes. Let's rock it! All right, so what does this music, like, make you want to do? Rock out. Rock out, okay. Run around with my pants off. Ooh, well, that's podcasting at its finest. I might not be wearing pants. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Well, this is great. Say that slower (laughs) in case Mike's listening. Oh, that's fantastic. See, this is what I've always wanted from podcasting. When you're in your own studios... You can do whatever you want. The cameras are not on. Have fun. Dude, I I work at home, and I work in my pajamas or sweatpants every day. Yeah. That's beautiful. Bam. I work in a uh, white t-shirt and uh, my, my gym shorts pretty much all the time, too. Yeah, see? Why not? I mean, you know, gym it's shorts are It's the 21st century. Yeah, I man. I mean, I went into emergency medicine, so I get to wear scrubs all the time. That's right. <laughs> see? This is <laughs> great. <laughs> okay. Before we go any further... Because uh, I know, Anna, you, you told me that we need to introduce everybody a little bit more. You know, thanks for the feedback, yeah. by the way. Was that from... Uh, who's that? Noggin. Noggin, that, all right. Noggin, yeah. Noggin, thank you for the uh, the feedback on that. And you know what? You're not the first person that said that because I just kind of jump in. I'm like, well, I know who I'm talking to. How come everybody else doesn't? Come on. Read yeah. my mind. I, hey. <laughs> <laughs> oh. So who are you talking to today, Brian? I don't know. Who are we talking to today? Is there some like special person coming on later? Well, uh, define special. Well, I guess you two are special. I'm pretty special. I'm so special. <laughs> so special. All right. So uh, first of all, Mango Droplet, welcome back. That, that that's it. Silence. Silence. <laughs> You're like, that was awesome. I just love being here so much. Did I, we lose I'm her? speechless. You know what we ought no, to do? I tried. I tried to do push to talk. It didn't work. <laughs> <laughs> I said, yeah, I thought you said Fail. you were going to like come back off that. I I was. I was for a second. I was trying something. Don't mind me. Hi. <laughs> I'm here. I'm, uh, I live in California. I am going to be an emergency medicine doctor in like a month after I graduate. Yeah, now you know more about me, which I'm sure you all already knew. I think we already knew that. I know, but like for people who don't know me. That's true. It's a refresher. <laughs> Refresher. I, I've I done like, a bazillion other things in previous lives. See, I'm thinking more like, you know, say your Instagram uh, description. Oh, That's, that is a good point. It really no, is I like you. I think it's like nerdy traveler, something, something. I got to go look at my Instagram. So my Instagram, <laughs> if you guys want to go find my Instagram, it's Mango Droplet. Mango okay. Droplet. I'm going to look it up and say it for you because... Uh, it was really good, and I remember reading it and going, oh my gosh, that's awesome. Mine is nerdy with like a little nerdy emoji. It's like a graduation emoji. Traveler with like a airplane thing, which yes. we'll talk about on this episode. Boisterous with like a little cone of like happiness coming that's true. out of it. That's true. Um, yeah, that definitely. And then Typhoon oh, with yeah. like a little rain cloud, because I'm super <laughs> passionate. Um, and then Gotta Live to and Eat. And Hyper. <laughs> and Hyper, yeah. yeah. Gotta Live to Eat. I love it. Yes. Okay, that's, that's perfect. Good. 
Captain Influence, man, you're becoming a regular now. This is what well, you both are. I know. So welcome back to you too. Now you got to give well, us your little, uh, you know, non-Instagram description because you don't mine? have an Instagram, right? Oh no, I don't have Instagram. I'm not on <laughs> Facebook anymore. Uh, no social media for me. That's all my wife's thing. And uh, yeah. So you're non-social. And you're, you're on a podcast. <laughs> you're no, no, on I'm a not, podcast. I'm not non-social. You're uh, anti-social media. He's this yes. old. Okay. And I'm old. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you, got <laughs> you know, that, now sister Jean is old. She's 98. Okay. That's totally different, but yeah, I said he's not old. He's older, <laughs> older than you and others and me. <laughs> I'm turning, I'm rapidly turning into a grouchy old man. Let's put it that way. Crotchety. Yeah. I, I, you know, when we were younger, we all looked at our elders and thought Why are my grandparents always so grouchy or not everybody's grandparents are always grouchy, but you know what I mean? Uh, why, why is that old guy such a grouch or whatever? I, At, I'm attitude. starting to get it now. I'm starting to get it. It's attitude, man. Attitude's everything. It is. So this is funny. Do you remember? And maybe I'm the only one here, but so when I was a kid and, and my parents would have their friends over and their friends brought their kids over and we kids would all be playing and or we used to spy on the parents. That was fun. You know, we were we were actual secret agents spying on the parents and then we'd shoot them <laughs> yeah. and snipe them and stuff. Exactly. You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> and I remember... Like we would talk as kids and go like when they played games, it was cool. But when they were just sitting around and talking, we'd be like, oh, all they do is sit around and talk. I don't want to end up like that. I'm never going to grow up like that. And then I realized that that's what we do at coffee shops. We sit around and we talk. And I thought, what happened to me? But get get this, though. I actually Sarah and I were talking about this. I can only handle so much conversation. I've got maybe an hour in me and then I'm like, okay, let's go do something. So at least the kid in me is still alive. Yeah, I'm 100% that way. I'm just all about running around. And And see, I could converse with people about an interesting topic or a constellation of topics for hours if I could. Yeah. So I could too, but like not at a coffee shop. Usually I like to do it like at people's houses. It's like three o'clock in the morning. Everyone's having a cuddle puddle Mm -hmm. and you're just like talking. But yeah, Did you we all had that experience when we were kids. I cuddle. did say cuddle puddle. Oh my gosh, I that missed is it. So awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Notably, like it's non-sexual, guys. Like, no, no, I know that. Clear about this. I know that. It's just <laughs> a really awesome term. So, like, cuddle I told puddle. friends, let's go back our, to our place. You know, get some wine. Let's all have a cuddle puddle because I have this gigantic <laughs> turtle named Dupree, who's a stuffed turtle. He's he's like the size of a bed, and I like I like it. I like. Having people just kind of all kind of pile on top of him. We all oh, talk. So cool. No, um, honestly, I, I took that with, with the best intentions, by the way. I didn't yeah. take that bad. I just thought that no, was no. a really cool term. I, I'm telling this story because it is important to clarify because I told some of my friends, let's have a cuddle puddle. And then they like went and freaked out a little bit because they thought uh-huh. it was like an orgy or something. And I was like, <laughs> no, guys, it's it's not. It's literally like the most platonic, sweet, like adorable thing you could do. Oh, my god! But you get why they thought that, right? Uh, I mean, it was <laughs> like just, 11 p.m. at night when yeah. we said to do that, you know? People are getting punchy. Oh, yeah. Yeah, not getting enough coffee. That's true. Are, are you getting Speaking enough coffee, coffee, Anna? Uh, I haven't been drinking enough, period. I think this is my kidneys, one, hate me. And I think this is because of the hospitals. Like, the problem is you're so busy, you don't have time to go to the restroom. And so, like, you Ooh. don't drink water because then you have to walk, go to the restroom. Walk around with a camelback on your back. But then how how does that solve the needing to go to restroom problem? A catheter. Oh, it doesn't. Yeah, then yeah. walk around with a catheter. Yeah, <laughs> no, there you go. let's not do that. That's the future of medicine right there. <laughs> no, thank you. I mean, I know that there are some surgeons who have done that when they have like a 24-hour, 36-hour surgery. Mm-hmm. Um, Which is crazy, sucks, by like, the way. It is ridiculous. It sucks to have to scrub in and out and also not good for patients because it's even longer under anesthesia and all that stuff. So 
that does happen, but no, just me as a med student, I'm not that important to surgeries, but it's also bad for me to scrub out. So you just don't drink water so that you don't have to go pee. Yeah. Interesting. You know, I, I, my friend that was take in- Take a shot. Oh, yeah, there you go. Take a shot. I forgot about that. Every time Tony says interesting, take a shot of coffee. People are going to be jacked. And coffee makes you pee worse. That's why I don't drink coffee either. And you're supposed to drink coffee and then water. Most people don't do that. But if you drink coffee and then you have I a do. lot of water with it, it's actually, then it's good for you. But yeah, most people just get super dehydrated from it. But, but my friend yeah. that was in dentistry school was doing the same thing where he was saying that, yeah, it's a medical thing. It's a medical school thing where you just do not have time to go to the bathroom. And I thought, dude, they need to schedule that somehow better. That's interesting. I didn't, I've never yeah. heard of that before. Huh. Yeah. Well, I changed it up this week, dudes. Oh. Uh-oh. Yeah. You know, me, Mr. Folgers. Mr. Full, yeah, Do, no dudes. It's dudes is a ambidextrous, uh, you know, not ambidextrous. Non gender. <laughs> it's a unisex. It's a unisex. <laughs> I like ambidextrous though. That's great. Dudes is uh, you know, yeah, it's an improper use of the word. Anyway, homies, um, homies. <laughs> you know how I always like to drink Folgers Classic Roast with. Oh, uh, uh, creamer oh, yeah. and I know that that's not okay. <laughs> now I'm drinking Folgers House Blend. Oh. What? The, How's that better? <laughs> it's not better. It's a change-up. <laughs> oh, goodness gracious. And you know what? I think I like the classic roast better. Interesting. Yeah. I thought I was at the grocery store the other day and thought, I'm going to switch it up a little bit. Are you also like a Coors Light <laughs> man? Like you just, you have no, a- no, but my, my father and my little brother drink nothing but Bush Light because they're from Nebraska. Isn't that weird? Is that like a Midwest thing? It's a Midwest thing that a lot of Midwesterners, especially in like South Dakota, Nebraska, are hooked on Bush Light. I don't know why. Gotcha. They call it blue. They call it the blue yummy, and they just drink them like water. So you're you're still drinking the Coors Light of the Northwest. I don't. They do. Oh. I drink microbrews really. When okay, I drink so, I drink, so I drink that's where you become yeah. sophisticated. <laughs> <laughs> Compared to them, as far as beer drinking goes, yeah. I'm one to talk. I don't even drink beers. So. <laughs> yeah, I don't either. I don't know. So I only have one beer at a time. I tell you this though, Tony, when you do try some freshly roasted coffee, I will be curious to wait. see what you think. And granted, you're used to Folgers. There is nostalgia there. You know, you've, you've adapted your taste buds to enjoy that. So you still may like Folgers better simply because of those reasons. But I'll be curious to see what not. you think. Yeah. I, I hope that you're able to wow me uh, when I'm out there in a couple of weeks uh, with something mm. that's not as mundane. Oh, wow, you. Yeah, sure. Hi. That'll be good. Well, interesting. So, <laughs> Folgers <laughs> House Blend with Carnation Creamer and one lump of no, no perfume. No. Is that correct? Sugar. You're spraying your, your coffee with Lemon Pledge? It's a veritable cup full of cancer is what it is. Mm, yeah. You will. Folgers, is, is, isn't that just cancer? <laughs> <laughs> I, shh, I didn't say that okay well okay, so, i mean yeah. ca- coffee is supposed to have like anti-cancerous effects like i think there was a study out there that said you drink one or two cups a day it's yeah. actually pretty good for you if you have high quality coffee right, that say different things yeah. yeah you can always get studies to support whatever you want to be fair that's um, exactly right yeah but like i've said a thousand times coffee's a crop if it's a good crop you're going to get better benefits than the crap and that makes sense. Yeah. You know how like real estate agents, if you have friends or, or you've used one in the past and they'll send you out those, those mailers and they have coupons on them. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Hey. yeah. So I got one here that is from Boca Java. Interestingly enough, it's out of Denver. I didn't even, I've never heard of this place and it's a mail order coffee. So you, you go in, you send here, here's what I want, but they don't roast it until after you order it. Then they roast it and then they ship it. So, you know, it's usually like two or three days, I think, max after roasting, which is pretty surprising, especially for a mail company. 
and I thought, okay, it's a free bag. I'm going to try it. I'm expecting, eh, you know, whatever. It's going to suck. But I got a Guatemalan, opened it up, and I thought, this actually smells pretty good. And drank it and was like, wow, I'm actually pretty blown away. I mean, it's not freshly roasted like I do it, but it's up there. Huh. So, hmm. Wow. Well, good job, of people. Gave me you should have gotten like a coupon from them to be able to give to your, to give to your customers. Here's a code. It's for everybody. It's just unique to either your mailing address or your email. One of the Go two. For it. So the code is bocajava.com, B-O-C-A, Java. So it's bocajava.com slash free bag. We'll put oh, it in the show okay. notes and go there and do it. Yeah, you can just ship it to you. It's free. I'll let you know. Yeah. Oh, man. Now, now I'm going to share that with people. <laughs> Might as well. <laughs> It'll be interesting, though, because it's, it's not bad, really. And it's not expensive oh. either. I mean, their shipping and handling is great. Which is funny. They're like, hey, this coffee is only $5. And then it's eight dollars for shipping and handling, and you're kind of like, yeah, okay, that's where the that's where the money went. Yeah, well, so yeah, the, and then it's not worth getting in bulk because the point of this is that it's supposed to be fresh, exactly, roasted, freshly roasted. Well, that's the try. Maybe some people will be into it. Exactly. And I, I want to shout out to Amanda, by the way. Thank you for sending this. So we've talked about all kinds of great foods here on the show, stuff we eat, mm. and she just went out. And she's like, well, I like chocolate, and usually I eat a little bit of chocolate here and there. You know, try to space it out. She found this chocolate that you know kind of was like, oops, that's that's not going to be. That's not going to last. Uh, <laughs> what is it? It's called Alter Ego, the brand. I've heard of it. Okay. I've heard of that. And they have yeah, a yeah. dark salted brown butter organic Ooh. chocolate, but it's grass fed butter in it. So she said it was so good, so smooth and just, mm. so I'm going to go try it. Apparently you can go to any like Kroger type of a store and get okay. it. I got to try this though. And grass fed, man, that's awesome. And then it was really cool. She went off and she said, well, I was just hearing what grass fed benefits were. And she went off on uh, yeah, learning all of that. I was I like, just- so cool. I can go on a whole thing about that too. Really? Yeah. The the long and short of it basically is that cows were meant to eat grass and not grain and corn that we feed them. So Mm -hmm. the way that they um, metabolize grass versus the way that metabolize grains has a different type of fat and a different distribution of fat. And basically the fat that comes out of the fat and the, the meat that comes out of grass fed is this better for you in terms of heart health and everything else? Mm-hmm. Um, so it is better to eat grass-fed things, not just like huh. environment, but actually mm-hmm. health benefits-wise is better to eat grass-fed. Yep. See, that grass-fed plus the whole organic movement, which I'm totally on board with, by the way. I, I buy a lot of my produce organic when I can and spend a little more money doing it. But how do you know that it really is organic or grass-fed? Who's vetting that, and how do you know you can trust them? So there is there is like an actual commission that checks that. I would say like the thing about open range or that kind, of, that kind of stuff for chickens, that can be very misleading because the regulations around that is not very clear. Chickens could have like small access to it for like 30 minutes a day, and you could call them free-range chickens. Oh, really? But in terms of like organic grass-fed i believe that is a bit more tightly regulated in terms of the organic commission that oversees it interesting and being able to oh, get the organic shot. stickers i only know this because i used to work in that industry too oh, oh that's really okay. yeah. you are well I, I, was, I did food marketing for a while and we at berkeley and we were like the first school food services that really had an organic salad bar and all that stuff and some of the first to kind of do the whole green movement on campuses hmm. well good that that helps qualify your your information so yeah cool <laughs> Yeah, I feel better. Yay! I know I'm just spouting nonsense. Most of us usually are. (laughs) (laughs) Do 
<laughs> that's yeah. why that's why I don't trust anybody. But go ahead. <laughs> the uh, the eggs thing is actually a little bit harder to classify because there's a bunch of different terms. There's cage free, free range, organic, or, or omega three, and re- I mean, there's so many of them. Cage free specifically is pretty specific. Mm, I wonder. No, I mean, the, the term is specific though, so that's yeah. what made me. There but was it just a. Means that they're not in cages, but they could yes. be in one big shack with a th- with yeah. like a thousand. Okay. With organic food, I'm very interested in this, Anna. With organic, like bananas, for example, or mm-hmm. organic strawberries, or especially organic strawberries. Let's say. Yeah. Strawberries are one of those crops where I assumed they needed to use a lot of uh, non-organics. They needed to use a lot of pesticides to keep bugs from eating a good percent a good percentage of of each crop. But an organic strawberry, do they just plan on losing more of their crop to bugs or do they just grow them a different way like hydro like hydroponically or i don't know right. so i am not an expert hydroponically yes definitely could be done i know in japan they're doing great strides in this they have whole towers where they grow fruits and vegetables in and it's phenomenal and we huh. should kind of be transitioning to that but uh, most of the organics done in like america is not hydroponics we just have too much land and we're not necessarily that technologically advanced that one. like Japan is Japan more has to do it because they don't have a lot of land and so they they thrive and move forward out of necessity. Um, mm-hmm. It's probably also why you see so much like innovation in cities too because we live close to each other. You have closer aspects and they just end up coming up with cool things. In terms of like organics in America, with strawberries and specifically, there's a couple different ways you can do it. Right, like I am not anti-GMO and I think that GMO actually is a great thing if it's not Monsanto. So there's good GMO and bad GMO, right? Like bad GMO is when the big company genetically modifies a fruit or a vegetable to only last one seed cycle. And so they don't make more seeds to let farmers plant. So then those farmers get stuck in the cycle of having to always buy seeds from like, Monsanto uh, or someone else. Huh. And then they also get sued if they like try to use the seeds in different ways or try to save seeds for the next batch. It's, it's a really dirty industry and it's terrible. Wow. Uh, so that like that's bad GMO, but in terms of GMO effects on like the body, I don't have any real strong evidence to make that case. I would think that GMO, like done to help strawberries be plumper or help strawberries be bug resistant, it's pretty much just speeding up evolution. the natural forces. Yeah, it's speeding up evolution. Really, you're just intentionally selecting for fruits and vegetables that have Selective fruits you breeding. want yeah. and then yeah and then you just breed them more so it's not like that is what gmo is and like i, I think that it gets too conflated and people get too angry about it without actually mm-hmm. understanding what gmo is that makes sense right. to me yeah although so i've like, heard you, exactly the opposite saying that you know gmo our bodies are not meant to handle something that is modified that, so uh, then see, it does affect doesn't us. it depend on how it's modified though right. oh right. yeah that's what i'm that's what i'm saying right? like right. Your body is more meant to, really, you're just helping speed up the process, natural process of what fruits and vegetables are doing. It's more natural for you to be taking in pesticides than it is for you to be taking in fruits and vegetables that have figured out natural fences against pests. Sure, but Mm. like if you you modify like wheat, for example, which is one of the biggest issues right now is that, you know, the quote ancient grains that, you know, people talk about, there's, I think there's like 9% ancient grains left on the world basically of all the grains we have Fair. of the 91 percent grains out there they're so modified they're so different now you know for growing so you can make more money and get more out there and that kind of thing that that's why people are now celiac and have a lot of autoimmune diseases is because they're oh. eating all of these i've seen studies like crazy on that the stuff. problem with that is like we probably yeah i mean wheat yes has been changed 
drastically. But we probably even shouldn't be eating meat. Like, if we're gonna be clear yeah. here, like you no, should be, <laughs> you should be eating things with a lot more of the casing around it. Like that's what actually helps your body be able to digest. The problem is when we're doing too many refined, refined things. That mm-hmm. that's the problem. Like if you ate wheat on its own, if you ate it before it was milled, before you've bleached it, before you refined it, it would probably be okay because you probably couldn't consume that much wheat. Sure. But, but the issue is that we're consuming so much more wheat than we should be because you're eating it in all these refined ways. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. like everything, you should do it in moderation, and you'll be okay. Yeah. Is well, corn the same way? Because corn is in yes, so much. Corn is yeah. Absolutely. This same dang thing you should not huh. be eating because that, that's the problem yeah. with all our refined foods right like they stick corn and wheat and things that you didn't realize they did as filler and it's not healthy mm-hmm. for your body like i think i forgot how much percentage but it's some, it's more than 50 percent of our bodies like if you really what you put in your bodies equals how much your body is like it's more than 50 percent of your diet is corn right mm. uh, if you refined food. Shot. yeah <laughs> i gotta tell you and i really appreciate the fact that you know this stuff because i gotta tell you that most of the Western medicine people that I have come across in my life don't know 10% of what you just oh, said. Yeah, absolutely. You know? Like there's been pushes for more, adding more nutrition in, in your, in our med school curriculum, but you know, it's still not done yet. There's so much we have to already put in there that med students sometimes feel like, well, why are you sticking nutrition here? We do this all the time. We eat yeah. this. Like, yeah. <laughs> um, but it's cool. My school actually has been doing some efforts of like having nutritionists come in and teach us. We had like one really cool, cooking session where it was like vegan whole foods cooking some things together it was really cool that's cool i still highly recommend tony reading abel james's book because he i mean i've heard a lot of different viewpoints and opinions and and i would say most of the stuff that i've heard they may be like oh vegan you shouldn't eat meat ever well Mm -hmm. they are right in the fact that eating a lot more vegetables is so much better for you and not eating conventional meats like conventional meats are bad for you so they they are right. It's just, I think everybody kind of has their, uh, yeah. you know, if you I, talk to I a vegan and you say, what's about right. conventional versus grass fed? And then they'll say, well, but it's not good for the environment, you know? So there, there is a, an agenda, I guess, usually with everybody's different opinions, but I would have to say that Abel seems to be the most, at least that I found one of the most balanced, but he has a lot yeah. of things like other people agree with him too. So I like being a flexitarian or a weekitarian. <laughs> I've had people say like, just, be vegan vegetarian on weekdays and then weekends you can have whatever you want with friends and, you know, <laughs> do it socially. Yeah. Um, yeah. You don't have to be a hundred percent vegan all the time or a hundred percent, you know, omnivore all the time. You mm-hmm. mix it up. Exactly. I know I go days without eating meat just because, Oh, that's not what's in my fridge. I didn't cook it. That's fine. You know? Yeah. Well, just whatever satisfies you. I would, if you were talking about books in terms of what people should read, I would read Omnivore's Dilemma by Michael Pollan. It's really interesting. It talks about kind of the economics um, and how we're, maybe destroying the world with our food politics mm-hmm. omnivores dilemma mm-hmm. yeah it's really great okay. the rest of michael pollan's books are awesome as well that one was just kind of my first foray into book but that was a really good one that's cool mm-hmm. okay. before this was i'm gonna say like six years ago now i was eating whatever i was eating you know wheat every day pretty much multiple times a day you know i had soda i you know i just kind of ate whatever i wanted dessert you know yeah. et cetera. Instant gratification. Exactly. Me. And I think six years ago, I thought, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to work on getting rid of my gut. I just found Tim Ferriss's uh, four hour body book. And I, so I was reading that. That was like one of the first books out there that was kind of against the grain. If you know, no pun intended. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, did, I did not plan that. So uh, I know, you know, he went into this whole thing about eat six days of health and then take one day off and do whatever you want. Cause that's yeah. sort of one, it resets your brain to it, resets your metabolism. 
So I did that for, I don't know, three, at least three months might've been longer. And shoot, I dropped like 20 pounds. It was awesome. Um, Mm. And it's very specific of, you know, for every meal for six days straight. I mean, you're, you're pretty much eating healthy proteins, grass fed if possible. And you're eating basically vegetables, but you're not eating fruit because of the sugar in fruit. And you do this for, you know, a period of time. And there's some other things in there too, but he was okay with beans. I know a lot of other people don't like legumes, but you know, like the paleo, oh, no beans. So there's, again, there's different approaches what? on that. <laughs> What's that? What? Paleo yeah, that, doesn't like beans. Well, they can go, what yeah. else are they going to eat in terms of, am I pro- so I have a problem with paleo, right? Like people <laughs> think that paleo means that you can eat as much meat as you want in the world. But like, if you're truly trying to eat like their ancestors did, they didn't get meat that often. It was mostly exactly. hunter gatherer diet. They didn't yeah. live as long either. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, I, I just heard a thing from Tim Hawkins, who's a comedian. He's awesome. He's like, if you go back and you give a caveman a candy bar, they'll eat it. And I thought, yeah, that's yeah. true. We just didn't have anything else. But anyway, so you do six days of that. And then one day you can totally binge and eat whatever you want. doesn't matter. I did that. That was great. Stop doing that because I got bored with it simply because he's very strict on eat the same things over and over. And I didn't like that. Then later found Abel James loved his style. It's a little bit different. So I've been eating, let's say three or four times a week with breads, pizza, sugar, total. Mm-hmm. I'm not eating it daily for sure. And I went back are you and, eating rice or other sources of carbs. No, I mean like I would say most meals are proteins and vegetables, you know, maybe some cheese. But other than that, that's that's most of my meals. There's a night where it's like, OK, I'm going to have pizza and boom, I just had pizza. Maybe I'll have, you know, the leftover of that pizza the next night. Sometimes then there's a day where I might have some sugar or dessert or whatever like that. But again, it's not like every day. So, you know, maybe four times a week at the most. And I went back and did a blood sugar test and I did the whole three month, you know, thing as well. And they were like, yeah, your, your blood sugar's up. And I know partially that's hereditary. That's just my dad has had those, you know, struggles and his dad, so on and so forth. So I know that's part of it, but I thought, man, like I guess some people are just more sensitive to it than others, but I thought, all right, here's what I think I should do is go back to that six days on or at least five days, you know, where I'm just eating no sugar either. If I'm going to eat any fruit at all, it's got to be super low sugar fruit. Just, you know, keep it simple and and enjoy it and then have one of those one or two days off on the weekend and just enjoy. See what happens. So do do you want, do you want my thoughts? Yeah, I'd love to. One, not to patient blame, but I would, if you truly want to know what you are consuming, I would do like a food journal. Uh, mm-hmm. We tend to drastically underestimate our quote bad habits because, mm-hmm. you know, we just when you have recall, you try to do the best about yourself. Oh, yeah. um, so that's one. But even let's say you even did you know, only three to four a week, like you were saying, you are correct. Like it is partly genetics. I know people who like have high cholesterol even though they eat the healthiest and they're vegan vegetarian who have to like they are now ultra marathoners because that's the only real way they can keep their cholesterol down without yeah, having to crazy. take a bunch of meds right yeah so that's that's part of the equation but that doesn't mean you should completely give up um and then the other thing also is your if, if you're having a really good diet it's also exercise um it's oh, yeah. important for oh yeah mobilizing you know storage of fat and all those things and it also helps boost your basal metabolism and helps you be able to deal with um, actually blood sugar better. Like you release mm-hmm. better stores of insulin. Your body just has better um, reaction to new sources of blood sugar, all those things. So yeah. uh, new sources of sugar, all those things. So, you know, it, it sucks, but that, it's know. part of aging. I'm not calling you old, but you well. are getting older. 
<laughs> no, but it's yeah. And what's so funny though is that they were even talking to me. They're like, "Well, at your age, I'm surprised," is what they said. And also the fact that like I don't drink beer and I'm not eating. Like for example, I can tell you this week so far, the only grains and sugar that I had was movie popcorn and a cookie on Monday. That was it. This entire week. Did you do you add sugar to any of your drinks? Nope. Uh. Huh. I had lemon juice that's, to my water. That's this week, though, I've been a little bit more intentional because I just got the report this week and I thought, okay. Now, granted, yeah. last week, not as good, but I can tell you this that- week so far, that's all I've had. So it's fine. I mean, it's just one of those things where I say, okay, cool. That's right. I, you know, I can, I can have a, you know, six pack or an eight pack if I work on this. <laughs> so, oh, yeah. Alcohol is. Uh, I, I know you're talking about muscles. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Alcohol is another one of those sources of calories and sugar that's just terrible for people if you want to lose weight and you are uh, like a fish in beer you you can cut out alcohol and lose a good 10 15 pounds for a lot of people that's why beer belly is a real thing yeah it's true on the calories and like the shame is they don't actually put calories on alcohol bottles like people don't actually know how much calories they are (laughs) well it's all wheat based i mean most of it yeah or potato it's starch based it's all starches you know how bad let me ask you this does elevated blood sugar cause or exacerbate heart palpitations uh do you know I mean, elevated blood sugar i can't t- tell you for sure i could like hypothesize i mean at the end of the day elevated blood sugar is just bad for everything yeah. it damages all your all your organs i don't know if it would like exacerbate heart although you know what now that you're saying it that you could i don't think you have that condition you could have a condition where like it's like cushing's where you have release of catecholamines are hormones which give you spikes and elevated blood sugar and also give you heart palpitations mm. like if, if you're really thinking about worst case scenario i don't yeah. i don't think you have it but like there are some syndromes where you'll have palpitations and high blood sugar interesting um, but it would be it would probably be higher than just like oh it's slightly elevated yeah yeah okay no it's good yeah it's interesting because i like looking at this stuff because yeah i mean I you're right about this and and it's not to say like you said we're not old per se but you're right as we age things change and it's it is interesting like as you know you get to a point I would say most of my friends hit their mid to late 20s and that's when like everything just turned off absolutely and like I've been thinking that way too like I I've I'll try to stay up all night and be like I can't do this whereas in college I did this for like three nights straight and I'm like how do I do that I don't know well, yep. I, I have this crazy theory. About that last night. Yeah, I have a crazy theory on this one, too, because I think I remember it used to be in the 30s. I, you know, when I was a kid, I remember people saying oh, I hit 30 something like late 30s and my metabolism changed. And now I'm seeing it mid to late 20s. And I, I'm thinking that because of the crap we put into our bodies when we're younger, our bodies just heal. Right. We don't know any better. We're resilient. You know, we're invincible. And then all of a sudden our bodies just go, OK, I'm done because yeah, you've been dude. beating me up for 25 years. I I'm done. Up. Yeah. I cannot believe, and I'm sure a good number of people out there can relate to this. I cannot believe how poorly I ate when I was in my teens and 20s and even into my 30s a little bit. Yeah. I mean, pizza all the time. Yeah. Lots and lots of alcohol, sweets, and I never gained a pound forever. And then, yeah. yeah so it's fascinating how that happened. Body betrayed you. I remember college lunch. I would eat a pizza pocket, which, you know, that's just pure chemicals, Cheetos <laughs> and a Dr. Pepper every freaking day. Almost. Yeah. All chemicals. Yeah. It's just I drank all, like, oh, yummy. and I was I the like thinnest 40 guy. Ounces. 
Dude, I drank like 40 <laughs> ounces of Coca-Cola every day oh. like when I first oh, moved God. to Colorado when oh, I was God. in my early 20s. Oh, God. Like 40 ounces every, every morning. I'd stop at 7-Eleven, fill this giant thing full of Coke, and drink that all morning. Yeah. Crazy. Now yeah. I never drink soda. I drink water all the time, yeah. and I drink like apple cider once in a while, and that's it. Well, and you start hearing about these people that are older than us who are starting to have a lot of problems. And... and it's amazing how many people I know that they have very obvious health issues and, and serious ones too. They'll go to the doctors and the, every one of them doctors. I don't know. I don't know what's wrong with you. And then I'm hearing all of these new studies coming out that are saying you basically created it because of what you ate. We doctors know that, but like patients don't like being told, Hey, you're of course they don't. You're fat or you're not exercising enough. Yeah. You try to say it nicely to them, but like, it just sucks when you know that, you know, I think 80%, more than 80 or 90% of health problems can be attributed to lifestyle. Yeah. If you fix that, then, you know, you'd be yeah. okay. I think That's young doctors know I this. I think I, some of the older doctors yeah. are like, I legitimately don't know. Oh, fair <laughs> enough. They had four but hours do, of med or I mean of, uh, of, of nutrition in their training. Yeah. We do emphasize it more in our curriculum nowadays. But you do. That's true. You're right. But, and here's well, the thing. Here's the, here's the funny part too, because some of these people that I know, do anything like we'll go crazy, you know, give me drugs, give me pills, you know, shoot me up but with this or whatever. But if yep. you say change your diet, they're offended. Yeah, because they think that it's a moral failing that, that like, we're judging you for a moral failing for not living a good but lifestyle. Not. But that's not the case. No. Just want to tell you think about there's, it. We were marketed to man. We we were told you eat this stuff and you'll feel great. You know, if you drink a Dr. Pepper, you're going to be hot. breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, seriously, it's not our fault. We didn't know any better. Now we do. And it's like, okay, now we have a chance to make a decision and change up and say, and then here's the thing. I keep saying this, like eat healthy and eat the freaking cookie. It's not to say give up everything for the rest of your life. Right. But of course, you know, be, be smart about it. And I don't think a lot my of people grandma's, care. My well, grandma's in her early nineties and she still eats not the healthiest at her, at her nursing home. She's just keeps on trucking. I don't get how she does There it. are some people that just, have that and that is innate in them so like don't compare yourself with others is probably yeah. the biggest rule of yeah. health right like just because somebody else is eating that doesn't mean that you necessarily can eat it or just because somebody else can smoke six packs a day yeah. uh, right. and live to their 80s doesn't mean you can yeah right so it, it sucks but we're all you know we're all little snowflakes and we got to treat our yeah. own snowflakes <laughs> and, and to be fair on that too you know 90 years old like how many of the well how many of the how many of the friends are dead when she was younger, were they eat, you know, was she eating the chemically ridden stuff that we all get today? Probably so not. They I, probably didn't have it as much uh, back then. True. Uh, uh, mm, mm. But she it, lived through all the years where they did have it. True. And it, it's that's fair too. Because I, I think we have a more a bigger plethora of things to choose from. But like back then, I also had their share of like terrible foods too. Oh, of course. Like yeah. or it's like lots of sodium and lots of other things. So I don't Lard. know. Just, I think it just depends on how people are healthy and how they yeah. eat. I don't yeah. know. I really want to ask this question. I saw an article, a little bit of a topic change, but not really, that explained where fat really goes when you exercise. Yeah. And the article said that what actually chemically happens to fat, it, a lot of people think that it converts to muscle or does something else, but it breaks down into carbon dioxide and water so Correct. that when your body metabolizes heavily, you breathe it out and you sweat and piss it out, that is essentially. So and that was so fascinating I didn't to me. Know it's like, that. oh, well, Duh. <laughs> yeah. Or other people think that it comes out through the poop or something, right? Yeah. Like it just kind so, of breaks free and leaves, you know? It's funny because we never like say this explicitly. It's true because of the way that your chemical reactions happen in your body, right? Like any calories that come in 
are, are broken down and to make ATP, which is adenosine triphosphate, mm-hmm. which is used as the energy building block of the body. It carries the bonds that connect the molecules in ATP carry the energy. And so they're broken or built to make or break energy. Um, and then that energy is carried around and can be used to make your body make other things such as muscles or like build up other parts. So whenever you take in a, in a calorie, the first thing it does is get shunted to that. That then can be used to either be stored as fat or made in muscle or other things. So it's, it's really cool. I'm glad that they finally wrote, they wrote an article about it and like, guys, this is how it actually works. Mm. Um, now, there are some cases where people do poop out fat and that is if they're not healthy like if they have <laughs> if they have gallbladder or pancreas pancreas issues mm-hmm. that don't allow you to properly mobilize the fat or use it then you might end up having fatty stools but in general yeah. you don't poop out fat mm. or anything else you only poop out like fibers and dead and bacteria I was, I was, actually i was always in the camp of assuming that fat converted to muscle and oh. no yeah. muscle muscle builds from what the atp mm-hmm. right but yeah. but fat dissolves when your body heats up essentially pretty much yep, yep. Th- that is it's so really cool it's a whole process and plus fat actually a lot of it can get stored as glycogen in the liver which then can be like utilized as energy stores when you're low on blood sugar or it can be stored as fat around the organs which is the worst type of fat and that's why you can call some people skinny fat where they look skinny but they actually have a ton of fat in them and it's really bad yeah um, mm. it's actually worse than being having like fat fat stuck on the outside of your muscles like um, fatty liver disease for example yeah that, that's infiltrated liver but absolutely yeah that's not good fat around the heart is terrible it's interesting when you like see heart surgeries where most of the time people are not are having heart surgeries because they like are unhealthy and have bad hearts because they've had unhealthy lifestyles and so you'll see the amount of fat that's kicked on the outside of their hearts it's really mm. gross because then it's wow. mostly yellow than it is heart mm. so really i mean when, when somebody says Hey, if you really want the quote six pack abs, you need to go work out, like do cardio because that's how you're yeah. going to quote burn the fat. Mm-hmm. I think I was talking with Abel about this one too. And you know, he's, he's talked about this and then I know Tim Ferriss has talked about this one too, but you know, yeah, you can change your diet and that's going to get you in, in shape like for your health. But if you really want to take the rest off, go move essentially. Yeah, it's true. Both exercises are important to like do bulking and do mm-hmm. aerobics. But at the end of the day, if you want to burn more fat and help your metabolism out, you want to do aerobic exercise. I've always found that basketball for me personally is like the one thing that makes me feel so much better and not just physically, but even mentally, emotionally. Like if I'm stressed out or if I'm anxious or whatever the case may be, I play basketball and it's like, oh, I'm fine. It's the the only exercise exercise is finding the thing that you like. It doesn't have to be like a chore. Yeah. Not everyone is made for running. I'm not made for running. Yeah. But, you know, playing games, those are fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you like to run, then do it. That's great. It's good. For, I mean, yeah. well, it's it's hard on your joints, but be careful. It's so <laughs> funny. I watch people. I'm not a runner either. I hate running. And I was working with my PT, you know, healing up from this whole sciatic thing. And he's like, get on the treadmill. I want you to run. I'm like, dude, I don't even know how to run. He's like, just go for it. I'll let you know. So I'm starting to run. And he's like, wow, you have perfect form. <laughs> I'm like, I keep running. <laughs> and then I watch these. And so what it is, is you're supposed to land on the, what is it? The ball? Is that the ball of your feet? Yeah. I'm not good at this. It's kind of like, you know, where your toes come back and there's like that pad basically where the, they meet the, so it's the ball of your foot. You're supposed to land on that. Heel. Yes. Yeah. Well, a lot of people land flat footed and that's like the worst thing you can do. And so when I'm driving around, oh, yeah, people run all the time spine. here in Colorado 
And everybody's like, thump, 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 you know, landing flat footed. And I'm like, dude, you're going to kill yourself. And they look like they're in misery. I have feet at baseline period. So I just can't run properly. It just sucks. <laughs> and when I try and run, I get bad knees after a couple of weeks. So and, I, and I do I do vigorous normal, walking dude. is what I do. What about biking for you? Vigorous. Would that mess your knees up? I like biking. Biking I like. Yeah. No, I'd probably be good. I, I don't have a good bike right now. I still have yeah. my, I still have the same mountain bike my parents got Ugh. me when I was in 1988. Wow. Christmas of 88. I still have that bike. It, t- it got me through high school, got me through college. It's sitting in my garage right now with flat tires. Get rid of it. <laughs> get a new bike, dude. You know, it's so funny. I had an old mountain bike too that I inherited from something or I don't even remember, but I would ride that thing around and I'm like, oh, why do I feel like I'm going to die? And then I went out and I got a, I mean, what is now an older bike? It's, you know, 10 years old now and it's like old technology, but I mean, it was like half the weight of my mountain bike and the tires were geared for either, you know, some kind of pavement or concrete or whatever. And I'm going, oh my gosh, this is a, this is like, I can actually utilize my muscles and not feel like I'm ripping my entire body apart. Mm-hmm. Mountain biking is great uh, I, for mountain biking. I, my thing is, my thing is vigorous walking. When I go yeah. for a walk, I like to walk really, especially on a treadmill. I like to nice. walk really, really fast to get my heart rate and my, you know, a good sweat going, but that's Do you like all. swing your arms? Uh, you should, you know, you know the, like where it's like flying, like you look like a helicopter. Yeah. No, 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 nothing like nothing like the the goofballs in the Olympics, the speedwalkers in the Olympics, or anything like that. <laughs> no, no, I don't. I don't look completely ridiculous when I do it at all. But that's funny. The problem is I don't do it enough. So I understand. Like, yeah, that's like the-, the majority of America. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All of us. No judgment here. I am also not on the exercise enough train. So neither am I. Yeah. We're just freaking lazy. Yeah, that's like a ten out of ten on the chart meter. Ugh. <laughs> okay, so you know what? I did not anticipate us going into this much uh, of the health topic, but this has been really cool and fascinating, and I've learned it's a lot. The health episode. Yeah, yeah. I am, am going to apply this to my life. So, you know, if nobody else does, well, hey, I learned something I benefited. So, thank you guys. This has been HealthCast with the real Brian yeah. and Anna. We should just call it that. This has <laughs> been Tony. awesome. We're awesome. I've said a few things that I'm sure are going to get the health health nuts like angry at me like my hate of paleo and my love of gmo well not love of gmo but my non-hate of gmo i'm quite sure i'm going to have some health people mad at me you but everything you've said was was articulated well and yeah it might be able to get a good discussion going on uh brian's facebook community yeah yeah i would like that and here's the thing too anna i here's what i've learned and i learned this in podcasting too i mean i did an entire podcast interviewing successful podcasters about how they succeeded with their podcast and after a hundred and something episodes i realized either none of these people really know anything about how they succeeded with their podcast and were so freaking lucky or they didn't share it because mm-hmm. everybody had all these opinions and well this worked for me and i'm like but it that maybe it, it worked for you but yeah. yeah it may not work for someone else same thing with health i find the same thing and I, I i think the best advice that i've ever heard when it comes to health and i've shared this before is eat what you love but that also loves you back. Like everything in simple. moderation. Simple. Everything in moderation. Yeah. Like I love cookies, but does it love and me exercise, back? And exercise, correct. Yeah, that's true. That's one of the things, that's that's one of the few things maybe that is universal, yeah. no matter who you are, unless you have some really debilitating disease that you just can't. Yeah. Uh, exercise. Exercise. You can, still ex- you can still find other ways to exercise in all things. Yeah, absolutely. There are always ways to modify things. Different to different people. True, like like that qigong I talked about a few weeks ago. That's yeah. a form of it's a yeah. legitimate form of exercise. My dad does tai chi. So. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's older. He does tai chi, and he has really bad joints and everything, but he does it, and it works well for him. Yeah, yeah. 
this is kind of interesting because I think this kind of goes along with this. We're talking about, okay, let's treat our bodies well with eating healthy and, you know, getting exercise. But, but I've seen people eat healthy and be massively stressed out and anxious and fearful their entire life and still get something screwed up because of, you know, you know how much stress can really screw you oh, up. Yeah. Stress messes you up. Yeah, I think and stress messes you up. it's like a bad circle because stress messes you up and then being messed up stresses you out more. You yeah. can't sleep. And then if you can't sleep, your anxiety and gets, stress gets worse. And it's just this terrible cycle of terribleness, which yeah. is why whole living includes eating healthy, but also learning how to live healthy. I agree. I know there's a lot of people here that love these health topics and these, you know, quote, self-care topics. And I mean, I get it. And when I don't talk about it, they're like, oh, I really like it when you talk about the health and self-care. And then other people (laughs) that just, you know, they frankly don't care. Right. But we're all nerdy. We all love our nerdy things. But really, I had no idea. I know it's obvious. (laughs) But the three of us also know that there's balance, right? There's there's a place where we say, okay, we can sit here and we can, you know, drink Mountain Dew and eat our chips and cookies and pizzas and play games until we pass out. But there's a point where we got to say, okay, we we, we got to have a little balance here, right? This is why I talk about this because it's easy to fall into that trap, especially in the winter in Colorado. We don't want to go outside uh, or when it's windy. That one's for you, Noggin. We hate wind. <laughs> <laughs> it's interesting because being an entrepreneur, I, I hear this all the time, you know, talking about what's your definition of success. I would say every single person on this planet at some point or another deals with, am I successful or not? Am I worth anything or not? That kind of thing. And so they're always defining success. Everybody's got a definition, but I've heard a couple of good ones recently that I thought I just wanted to pass these on because to me, it's sort of goal oriented, but it's also, it gives you freedom to be successful, but not have to be so pressured because I did a show. I hosted a show for a company. We did the show for six months and it was a brand new podcast. Six months later, they're like, why don't we have 30,000 listeners per episode? And I said, because like that never happens. (laughs) It's just impossible. (laughs) And they said, well, this is a failure. Well, your definition of success was unrealistic. And so it put way too much pressure on everybody and everybody got stressed out. They canceled the whole thing. The irony of it all is that the show was growing faster than any other show that I'd been a part of. They needed to set their expectations accordingly. Like there are exactly. I think if you have unfamiliarity of a particular like sector or particular industry, you can also have really wrong expectations. And that sounds that might have been what happened there. Well, and we compare ourselves all the time. So, you know, you look at somebody that, oh, well, you know, hey, everybody can get into podcasting and look at how many listeners I have and look at how much money I make. And then people go, I'm going to do that. No, you're not. It's not going to happen. You know, and I was in that industry. All the people that are successful, how many people failed? Totally. Yeah. You know, probably one out of 10,000 made it. If that, (laughs) you know what I mean? I mean, it's crazy that the small number, same kind of thing, you know, what do you want to do, Brian? Well, you know, I, I love what Jimmy Fallon's doing. I actually have no desire to become the Tonight Show host or anything like that, but I like that kind of idea. I'm not going to be a Jimmy Fallon. That's fine. Right. But can That's I do okay. my own thing and mm-hmm. be just as successful and, you know, just as as content, basically? So anyway, here are a couple of, of cool success definitions that I've heard. One of them is I'm successful when I can say yes to what I want to say yes to and no to what I want to say no to. Like oh, I have beautiful. that freedom. That's beautiful. I love it. Another one is I'm successful when I'm actually able to do what I actually intend to do. I intend to put out the real Brian show and I actually can. I'm successful. (laughs) 
Yeah. You don't need a million dollars to do that. I intend to do nothing the rest of the night. I am successful in my endeavor. I will do nothing, and it will be everything I ever thought it could be. You look at the number of people who you think are successful, but they're so dang unhappy, and it's because they're stuck in not doing necessarily what they want to do, but now they found, like, it's like those golden handcuffs. They talk about this in medicine a lot. Like, we take on hundreds of thousands of dollars in debt and then they get to become a doctor and they find out that oh this is not what i thought it would be this is tons of bureaucracy and administration and paperwork and but they're stuck doing it because you are making tons of money or a good amount of money maybe not tons of money but a good amount of money and you need to to make it to be able to pay off the debt that you have or people end up having lifestyles that are far too big for them and they have to keep on funding it but at the end of the day like they are not they're not necessarily successful in their eyes like they're not happy and that's biggest problem at the end of the day yeah that's true mm-hmm. i mean avici i don't know if that's what happened yeah. but i mean you know he's 28 and died and you know did he take his own life did he feel like i was never successful i was i mean i don't know but you start to wonder it sounds like he had a ton of health issues to well a lot of mental health issues too i had never heard of the guy until i saw the what? story that he had died i'd never heard of avici <laughs> sorry yeah, that's you, okay, you must listen to his music though it's good no really i don't yeah I think he got into the industry too er, too early, like too young. He's too impressionable, drank too much, ended yeah. up having pancreatitis and yeah. a bunch of other surgeries to take out the parts that are usually affected when you're an alcoholic. And then uh, it just really screws up your life. That's true. Age. You know, what's interesting though, too, is when I did radio, I interviewed a lot of bands and artists that were signed by record labels. They were huge. They went on tours. Many of them actually, when I had a chance to interview them, had left the record labels and kind of done their own thing. Every single one of them, whether it was on record or like, I don't want this recorded, but I'll tell you my, my personal thoughts afterwards and all that. And so I'm not going to mention names, but every single one of them said being signed by a record label destroyed our lives Yeah, because of the pressure, the fact that, you know, oh, well, we'll give you everything you possibly need. Well, what they don't tell you, you know, the fine print is it it's a loan. You have to pay us back. So here's $300,000. You have to pay us back and you are a slave to them. I think that's what makes us human, right? Like the sense of agency and the ability to have control of our lives. That's why slavery yeah. and trafficking is so particularly bad to the heart of like humanity is because we take away people's agency. We take away their ability to live their own life that they would like to. And yeah. I mean, that's where a lot of unhappiness comes from too, right? Like you think of the very unhappy person who is stuck in middle management, who has to go to a cubicle day in and day out, who does nothing interesting, who like becomes a, basically a zombie of the moon. The man. Yeah, yeah. And like, I would say that's one of our images of grave unhappiness in the society. Mm-hmm. I think one of our no, greatest villains is apathy. You know, we got to vanquish that villain. You know, and it's funny you said that, Anna, too, because I just thought of something that, you know, you brought up slavery and trafficking and stuff. Those are unchosen slaveries, right? right. That was something that that person did not choose to be a part of. But then the rest of us, we choose our own slavery. You know, you go out like you even said this, you go out and you buy things you can't afford. So you put it on credit. You are now a slave. You go out and you choose to do something because somebody else defined it for you and you didn't define it for yourself or you're comparing yourself to I want to be the next Jimmy Jimmy Fallon, but I'm not going to be. Well, now I'm a slave. I've chosen that slavery and I think we do it all the time. You know, like, well, I chose to eat like crap and now I'm a slave to cancer or I'm a slave to, you know, you know, health issues and stuff like that. So it's like like at some point, it no longer becomes a choice, right? It can become an addiction, and that's sure. that's a that's an affliction, and that is not something you necessarily chose. But you do have to choose to get out of it. Exactly. Like, 
Exactly. When we talk about people who are in the throes of addiction or anything else, like you can't fix them unless they want to fix themselves. Very true. You can't magically make things go away. Like people who are slaves to bad credit or slaves to a terrible job, Mm -hmm. you can't fix them or make them happy unless they, until they identify this is what's making me unhappy and I need to take these steps to fix it. We can't live lives for other people. No. And that's kind of something I came to the realization of like two weeks ago saying that I I've always talked about, I love to encourage people and Mm -hmm. my intention, I guess this was last week, even my intention on encouragement was that I like to make people smile and happy and joyful and all that. What I didn't realize is there's this underlying hate with encouragement that most of the time people say, you know, Anna, I'm going to encourage you to stop, you know, that addiction. It's not encouragement. You're telling me what to do, right? Um, So I I realized that, yeah, you're right. Nobody wants to hear that stuff. Uh, In fact, I, I would tell you that almost everybody that I know when they're dealing with something, they'll sit there and they'll complain to me about it. And then when I say, well, how can I help or blah, or, you know, have you done this? They didn't want to hear it. I'm like, oh, okay. Okay, cool. Right. No, it's a lot of times people just want to be like, I support you. I'm sorry. This sucks. I'm yeah. here for you. And that's like, that's what people want to hear. <laughs> I know. And it's like, it, it drives me crazy because I'm somebody who is, I, I've recovered from addiction and other problems because I had to. And so I know what slavery is like. I know this kind of stuff. And so to be able to come out and say, Hey dude, <laughs> like yeah. I care about you and I am there for you and I will journey with you, but you've got to get out of this. Like, trust me, it will kill right. you. They don't want to hear that. And it drives me crazy, but I have to step back. And this is the, this is the, like the passionate side of me is like, I want to slap that person out of their, you know, whatever. Um, and that's fine. <laughs> out of the complacency. It, yeah. The apathy and the, and the addiction and everything else. But at the same time, I do know deep down, if I step back, I do know that the only thing that you can do for that person is to inspire them by ideally, this is my life. I'm going to mess up. I'm going to make stupid decisions. In fact, I'm going to choose things that lead me into slavery or addiction sometimes because I'm stupid, right? We're all dumb. We all do that. But if we can somehow find inspirations in our life, if we can be an inspiration, I loved this mantra, have more abundance, success, and love and inspire others to do the same. Like that helps people to step back and say, you know what? I kind of like what that person's doing. Maybe I should do something similar, but in my own way. And then you're not, you're not telling them it's their idea. You're not telling them what to do anymore. Every single one of us have chosen at one time or another or continue to choose things that lead us into some quote slavery or another. It is what it is, right? You've done it. Cool. Move on. How do we get out of this and how do we help each other through that? And and I won't say encourage because (laughs) (laughs) yeah, no, anyway, it's just deep thoughts, deep thoughts with the real Brian, the real Brian. I took my, my little cousin to Disneyland once I drove him out in the middle of nowhere and Drove up to oh, a burned down wow. building and said, oh, no, they burned down Disneyland. He cried. Oh, no. But on the <laughs> inside, I knew he was laughing. Oh, my God. That would be worthy. <laughs> Speaking That's of Disneyland, you're going to Disney World. I am. I've never been. Uh, I'm really excited. I'm actually flying out today. Uh, Sweet. And cool. Hear that, Mike? Yeah. Mike, hear Mike, that? I'm coming. Dude, I'm coming, Anna's Mike. coming your way. You're going to meet you. Mike before I do. I've never even met him in person. Oh, really? Yeah. How exciting. So exciting. I, I hope I hope he'll want to meet me. We'll see. But I'll be there for like a week. I'm there for a conference and then I'm going to Disney. I'm I don't know if I'm more excited for Disney World or for Harry Potter Land. Ooh. I've yeah. heard Harry Potter Land's pretty cool. Yeah. I, I know, and I'm I'm excited to ride the Hogwarts Express. Yeah. Yeah. That'll be awesome. We'll see. That, it's just it it's just too many people though, dude. It's such a I mean it, You're too cooler, many people. Yeah. <laughs> You're a towel. The, the, the more <laughs> 
the, the cooler those things are, especially if they're at a at a place like Disney World, the crowds. Yeah, it's true. Oh man! But so, hopefully there won't be too many. I'm going during weekdays, and it's like not spring break anymore. It's kind of like this weird limbo time. Hopefully, mm-hmm. yeah, hopefully it'll be cool. So I'm thinking It'll about be this because be you're going to be there on Star Wars Day, which is next Friday, May the 4th. I am. I don't know if I should go or not, though, on you, Star Wars Day. So, but I'm wondering, though, I mean, you may... I Star know. Wars Land is not open yet, I don't think. No, I know, but you can still be a part yeah. of that environment. That's yeah. true. That's very true. Let me ask you this, though. I know you're going to be on vacation, so I don't want you to have to do this, but do you, do you think you might have any kind of like a remote desire to jump on next week and do a little you know, nerd out episode considering it's May the 4th. (laughs) I would love to try. Okay. (laughs) And if you don't, good answer. We won't judge you. I am hundred percent going to try and would love to. Uh, The only problem is if I'm like in Disney world, that might be a problem. Well, mango (laughs) droplet. I want to encourage you to drop what you're doing and take some time for us next week. I'm here for you. I'll support you in your endeavor to be on this podcast. No, no, no. Seriously, vacation comes first. That's one thing I definitely have a huge belief in. So, And if you can't make it, Anna, all the listeners get to listen to how Disney single-handedly ruined Star Wars. No, we're not going to. Next week is going to be a positive episode. It's going to be a positive nerd out. We're going we're gonna to honor Star Wars as I it is. Kid. We're going to honor mean, Star Wars as what? it should be, and we're going to talk gaming. I've already done that. I've done that. That's oh, over. I'm done. I want to talk about okay. Rebels next week, too. Star Wars Rebels, because that, yeah, that's cool. So that's what we should do is it's we're good. Listen, it's not going to be all nerdy stuff next week, but it is. We are definitely going to nerd out next week. It's Star Wars Day. Let's have some fun. Uh, yeah. And if you can get on, it will be so awesome. We'll have a great time. We got to talk gaming, too, because there's some gaming stuff I want to talk about that oh, I don't yeah. think we should get into this week, because otherwise it'll be a three hour show. So yeah. and it's going to be health. And success and gaming. That's right. <laughs> Although, today is health and success. Next week, yeah. That's all I got to say. It's like a mix between Mike and my old cat. <laughs> Was your cat named Mike? No. Okay. You know what's great is we were talking to Mike Wednesday night, and he's like, showed meter. Yeah, I... I I never said that. I said, no, no, no. We, we created that in honor of you. And he goes, yeah, but that's something I would say. So I'm like, yes, we did it. So in honor of you, it's in honor of my, it really is. I appreciate that. We got it. You know, I just want to have Mike on the show someday. You should. I think you will someday. Yeah, it'd be fun because he really is a cool guy. And, and I actually would love to meet him in person. So I'm jealous that you get to meet him before I do. I really hope. We can- <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. They'll be in the same general area you know what he's gonna i want to i want to sneak backstage or something or like know what he does hi mike (laughs) hi mike Mike. we know you're listening thank you both really anna tony this has been so much fun it's always so much fun to be on here let's go have a cuddle puddle now always honored oh time for a cuddle puddle it's time for a cuddle cuddle puddle puddle. (laughs) have a great great week and uh, make sure to go to realbryanshow.com. We'll have that uh, that link in there. There were a couple links in there that I, I was talking about. So the links will be in the show notes. And we'll see you be next week. May the 4th be with you. Coming up, <laughs> Real Brian Show signing off. The Real Brian Show is a production of 514 Media at 514mediaempire.com.